0: Pretty good. The Raptors winning what I would consider by far their best victory of the season against the Indiana Pacers. Yes, the Pacers were short. TJ Warren and Karis LeVert after the you know the ginormous James Harden trade. He has that, uh, that small mass on his kidney. We're not sure about what that is yet, but he's out indefinitely until that's sorted out. They're missing some guys but not to the level that the Mavericks were missing. You know, four of their top seven, the Heat are missing, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero. There's so much shot creation there. The Raptors, they come in, into Indiana, Bankers Life Fieldhouse. They win against a good team, and they themselves missing Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry. This is the OG game, as far as I'm concerned. The -the off-the-dribble creation... A uh, big shout out to Emma Brown, my girl, the the number one OG Stan in the world. I hope she enjoyed this game. It's or at least gets to rewatch it if she missed it. Out in New Zealand, there's you know the time difference. I'm sure is not ideal, but anyway, yes, OG was fantastic. The the off the dribble stuff. I've written about this, you know, ad nauseum. I hope I'm considered one of the true voices on OG Ananobi's game at this point. But as I've written about before after watching basically every possession he's had as an offensive player with the Raptors a few times over, he can take bigs off the dribble. That is 100% in his bag. It will never not be in his bag until he's aging out of his prime or whatever that looks like. He can take bigs off the dribble. I've, sit, I've been saying this for a while. From Bam Adebayo last year to Demona Sabonis today. He had him. Put him in a pack, okay? And that was fantastic to see the transitions, fluid transitions into post-ups against smaller players. If Brogdon switches out onto him, okay, he starts out in that triple threat. Now he's rocking, you know, his little size up between the legs dribbles and then flows into a post-up, puts pressure on the defense, maybe draws a double, kicks out, side-top-side action ensues. There's an open three-pointer. But most importantly, in this game where the Raptors initially were really, really reliant on the three-point shot, OG just kind of turned the corner and got to the bucket for fouls, for finishes at the rim, basically anything he wanted, right? That was awesome to see. He did take a mid-range jumper. It did not go down, but I like the spirit. I like the confidence. And most importantly, it it all came together in this game. He was three-quarter fronting Miles Turner, Damanis Sabonis. He was active on the back line. He intimidated drivers away from the rim. His help side defense was awesome. And he still found time to attack, point to wing passes, post-entry passes. He had five steals in the first half. I mean, and in the first quarter, right? He came out and he was gangbusters from downtown. Spacing the floor, stretching it out. What more could you have wanted from OG Ananobi? This was the OG Ananobi game. He was awesome. This is exactly, if you're looking at OG and saying, I don't want this guy to just be three and D. I want him to be an all-star, and that's all I want. I just want him to be that good. The building blocks, you saw them in this game. That is the golden brick road. That is the blueprint. And I hope he keeps following it, because I think this is his eighth game in a row over double digits. Gave us a nice 30 burger in this one. 30 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, 5 steals. The Raptors win 107-102. to In a little bit of a funky matinee game on this Sunday, you know, DeAndre Bembry is running in isolation against Damanis Sabonis in clutch time. He gets downhill, finds Norman Powell cutting on the baseline, and you're like, okay, this is normal clutch time offense for the Raptors. Stanley Johnson, he's facing a defense that has, you know, failed to use the, the baseline as a defender. He cuts it towards the middle hits a floater over two guys, and this is clutch time. What in the hell's going on, right? But the Raptors, they they figured out how to make it happen. OG hit a big three as well, off of the breakdown from Bambri and Powell getting downhill, getting the defense in rotation. OG hits a three. On the other end of things, the Raptors do a fantastic job of bottling up both Sabonis and Brogdon in this game. So Justin Holiday, Miles Turner... T.J. McConnell, Doug McDermott, those guys, they're kind of going off a little bit, but not to the point that the Raptors are uncomfortable. The defensive scheme in this game was intelligent. It worked quite well. Is that maybe because Nick Nurse knows a lot of the actions that the Pacers run quite intimately? Could be. And this is something, if you, the best documentation of the overlap in play calling and sets between the Raptors and the Pacers is, I think, most accurately documented by Caitlin Cooper, who is a writer for the Indiana Pacers. So if you just want to check out, she's written about it extensively, and it's all very, very brainy, very good stuff. She's fantastic. If you want to read about that, just Google Caitlin Cooper, Indiana Pacers. It'll come up, and you'll see lots of overlap between the Raptors and the Pacers. But yes, maybe the Raptors are pretty good at defending actions that they've been defending in practice for years. That could be that could be something because the Raptors, they've defended Pascal Siakam actions in practice for a long time. Damanis Sabonis runs a lot of those actions. The pitch play pick and rolls that the Raptors, we've seen them run even from time with DeMar DeRozan on the team, Corey Joseph to Kyle to DeMar running those weave pick and rolls up top. They do that with Brogdon. The Raptors have been seeing this, so they were fantastic at guarding all of these actions. And Brogdon and Sabonis in particular receiving a lot of attention. Sabonis, I think, had a really nice first half and then just struggled to finish at the bucket. Was you know, the Raptors did a fantastic job of just keeping him at bay, keeping him frustrated. And he clearly had advantages that he didn't take advantage of. Brogdon, I think, was even more effectively bottled up with a little bit less of the defensive attention that Sabonis had. And that is a huge credit to Fred Van Vliet. I mean, Fred, you could see it at the very end of the game. He had that steal just straight up, heavy hands, whapped right out of Brogdon's hands, up the court they go. I mean, he was awesome. And big shout out Lewis Atzman, who wrote about this, you know, two years ago, maybe, that Fred Van Vliet is an elite NBA defender, damn it. And that was before it was, you know, common knowledge to cite him or, you know, conventional wisdom to cite him as a, a guy who is near that all NBA level. Fred is there, whether he's on the borderline or whether he gets in, you know, that remains to be seen, probably borderline for most of his career. It's tough, especially when he's playing with guys like OG or Pascal, who will eventually start getting a lot more attention. But I mean, wow, his defense on Brogdon, this one was fantastic. So you have the shooters like Justin Holiday, Miles Turner for this game, put on a shooting cap, Doug McDermott, and then T.J. McConnell working in the seams a little bit, getting those classic little and ones that he gets because he's he's a very crafty player. There's a lot of guile to him. And the the Pacers, even though they were behind so much of this game, they just kept plugging away. They'd hit a flurry of triples really quick. Jeremy Lamb came in and just started banging in shots. And it was like, oh, no, what's happening here? But the Raptors generally in this game had a run with them. And that was the best part was after the Pacers took the lead in the fourth quarter, the Raptors have an 11-2 run back the other way. Okay, now we're talking a team that can punch back. So they've got five wins in the past six games. Aaron Baines, I think you can definitively say is rounding into form. It's a bit of a shame because that does take away from Boucher's minutes. I did like Boucher playing 28, 29 minutes a game. I, I love Boucher. I just think he's such a unique player in the league, the Raptors. You can get more than 21 minutes out of him. Baines played 17, though, and that's pretty good. You like you like Baines at 17, especially if he's going to give you 12, 7, and you know, 55% from the floor, 100% from 3. He had two made triples. And I liked his interior defense. He got up for a block. I mean, I haven't seen him climb the ladder in some time. And climbing the ladder is maybe too explosive verbiage to use to describe what he did. But hey, very encouraging stuff from Baines. And maybe if we're looking at when Pascal and Kyle Lowry come back, a team that is starting to, you know, round into form, hopefully. Cross your fingers for that. Fred. Wow. I mean, the numbers still aren't looking super pretty for him because he's doing so much work. And even though OGN and OB had a stretch in the second quarter where he really took over a lot of the creation efforts, the team still relies on Freddy a lot, especially with Kyle Lowry out, especially with Siakam out. And Fred had the ball a ton. Lots of dribbling, but not not the type of dribbling that makes you mad. I think he's probing, looking for his teammates had to resort to some difficult shots himself at times. The six of 15 isn't great, but his ability to push the shots that he did create, the four assists I don't think represents how hard he worked to create shots for his teammates in this one. There was a lot of swing-swing after the initial advantage was created. So hockey assists, or even a little bit further than that. Fred got the defense in motion. He pushed all game. And defensively, I mean, wow. I thought he was awesome. So... Even though the numbers aren't super pretty as far as percentages, I like Fred's game a lot. And that pull-up three in the fourth quarter, just knock it back. I love that. And if he's able to work that kind of stuff into his game, I mean, hell yeah. And the very start of the game, I thought his manipulation on ball, there are a couple plays he made, both in the half court and in transition where I was like, hell yeah, Fred, keep doing your thing, man. Manipulate that defense. So that was really nice to see. I liked that a lot. And you know, once again, Norman Powell bringing significant scoring punch, and that's not just relying on the three pointer. That's him attacking from the weak side, getting to the rim. You know, Miles Turner finished with six blocks in this one. He did get got the one time Miles came over, and you know, I wasn't sure if Miles actually blocked it or if Powell got rim stuffed. And it's tough to assume that Powell got rim stuffed because he's he's not a high high flyer, but he can throw down. And so I'm not sure if that was an actual block by Turner. I think he counted as one, but I'd have to look back in super slow motion from the correct angle. Regardless, though, Turner got him once. Powell dunked on. Well, Turner was kind of trailing. I wouldn't say it was a dunk on. Powell got to the rim, was able to get there against a big team. Sabonis is not a highly touted defender by any means, but he's smart. And I think that the Pacers know that he can fit in their system and he does his thing back there. But Turner, especially this year, I think really finding that great mix of being able to chase blocks and hang back to just contest sometimes. And Powell, I think, had had some nice counters to that action. I think that he was helpful as a, a weak side attacker. And the 20 points and six assists he had in this one indicates not only was he able to attack on the weak side, but those little dump-offs, getting down, seeing the the defense rotate over, he's making the correct read. That's great to see. DeAndre Bembry, Yuda Watanabe, I can't say enough about them. I thought they were both so fantastic in this game. You'd have missed some gimmies. And you hate to see that for a guy who's just trying to make it work to just get into the back end of the rotation. You have to make the open shots like he did in preseason, right? You have to make the layups. But defensively, Yuta his his command of the back line, his attention to detail, and his ability to close out and contain drives, really masterful stuff. You don't take it for granted because he is on a team that is very good at closeouts. Yuta might be the best on the Raptors at it. I'm not saying he's the best defender. He might be he's probably a top 5 defender on the team though. So if that offense comes around, you're looking at a guy who should punch up towards the 7th or 8th man. Well, considering Powell and Boucher are there. Let's say eighth man. It's tough to do, but yeah. And Bembry closed out the game. They went really small. Baines got a spell in the last, what, five minutes? I think just a very short spurt. But Stanley Johnson, OGN and Obi Bembry, and then Boucher really late. Those guys playing some hustle basketball, switching a bunch of stuff, fronting, three-quartering Sabonis and Turner spacing out most of the time unless he was in the pick-and-roll. That was great to see. And Bembry, you know, huge kudos to him. I hope this means he gets more minutes later on. Malachi Flynn had a masterful, masterfully run pick-and-roll early on and it created an open three-pointer to Yuta Watanabe who made it. That was awesome. But he still looked a little bit hesitant with the ball little bit erratic at times so not a great showing for him and Terrence Davis just came in and every possession he had was like chaos he almost turned the ball over three times in three possessions the ball bounced the right way so that it was only one and you know things went crazy for him so who knows what that looks like going forward because Bembry and Johnson right now look like more commanding on-ball guys But neither of them have the shot-making pop that Davis does. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Nurse in what he decides for those guys going forward. But yeah, first quarter, Raptors come out really strong on the back of three-point shooting. The Pacers pull even. The second quarter is just all about OG Ananobi finding his footing in the post or off the dribble, marveling at what he's able to do. And the Pacers, they keep running their actions. They're getting open shots off of Sabonis. The third quarter, as has been for quite a few games this season, the quarter wherein the Raptors struggle the most. They started 9 of 13, I believe, from downtown. They were, if I'm correct, 11 of 28 at some point in time after that. So, and a lot of those misses came in that third quarter. But then, You know, the Pacers, they came very close in that third quarter, and that's where they did a lot of their catching up. But the Raptors, the resilience they showed to fight back from the Pacers getting all the way back, a flurry of Jeremy Lamb shots, that fourth quarter, finding different ways to score. Fred Van Vliet finding an opportunity in transition. Okay, I'm going to get a shot up. Finding himself in a spot-up situation. Okay, I'm going to put this one up. And then just guys like Bembry and Stanley Johnson creating. Chris Boucher being active on the offensive glass and giving himself opportunities, hitting three himself. And then OG, of course. OG was the star of this one. So the Raptors, 107 to 102, great defense, great resiliency on offense with a little bit of plus shot making from areas that you might not expect at that high of a level, OG in particular. If he's this guy, 28 points, you know, by the time come, by the time Lowry come back. The Raptors actually can pencil themselves in for an Eastern Conference Finals appearance. He likely isn't, though. Not yet. And perhaps not ever at 28 a game. But this game from OG was just such a... It was, it was wonderful. I really enjoyed his performance in this one. It made this game nice Sunday afternoon, hanging out, watching OG and the Raptors beat a good Indiana team. It was great. And the Reggie Evans Award, I'm going to give it to Aaron Baines. I like the hustle. I thought he was good and you know what? He was getting ahead in transition and he was getting back in transition. It's not easy to do from a guy his size. He was he was good on the boards and he was good defensively. I'm I'm going to reward Aaron Baines with the Reggie Evans award because I like to see guys come around and there's quite a few guys on the Raptors roster who appear to be coming around at this point in time. So, nice game. Lots of fun. Aaron Baines, you're the Reggie Evans award winner. Top quick reaction comment is from Arshdeep Singh. Quote: OG Ananobi with thirty points, eight rebounds, and five steals. End quote. Uh, yes, that is <laughs> that's factual. Those were his. Uh, those were his splits: thirty points, eight rebounds, and five steals. If you've listened to anything about this podcast, uh, then you know. And if you're somebody who just skips to the end, to hear the quick reaction comment. Uh, I mean, just go back because I talked about OG. A lot in this one. So, yeah, just go back and enjoy that. But Arsteep, thanks for commenting. You, listener, thank you for listening. And whether you got into this in the morning or at night. I've been your host, Samson Folk. Have a blessed day and goodbye.